0: This is episode E, Expectations, with Jared Banks. Feeling connected is a basic human need, as vital as air, water, and food. I'm here to talk about bridging the gap between ourselves, our friends and family, life partners, and anyone we come in contact with so we can more fully experience connection. Hello, hello! Today is finally the day that I have my husband on the podcast. Did he want to? Not really, but he's here anyway, and that's what I love about him. But before we chat, I just wanted to talk to you guys. First of all, heavenly news, gotta have that. It's funny because today's heavenly news is a coincidence, and recently I listened to the bad broadcast episode on coincidences. So. It's just funny, once you look for something, you find it everywhere. Someone in my neighborhood started an exercise group about a month ago and I decided to try it for the first time. I hauled all my three kids into the designated place and I found out that they weren't having it on that particular day. They had started a group thread, but since I hadn't been there, no one knew to add me or that I was even interested, so I didn't receive the updates. Anyway, we decided to play at a park across the street instead, since we were already out and about. After a while, my oldest son said, I want to go to the orange and purple park. And so we <laughs> moved parks. And as we pulled up to that park, it's further than walking distance, so we had to drive. And as we pulled up, I looked in the rearview mirror and saw one of my best friends. We didn't even plan it. And we wouldn't have even been there if it weren't for my oldest son and for all those cancellations or unexpected circumstances. So we got to hang out at the park with friends and didn't even plan it. So that was my happy little coincidence. One other bit of heavenly news is that I was driving home late at night the other day and I had been listening to a podcast The episode ended and I wasn't quite home, so I decided to switch it to the radio. And at that exact moment, my favorite song came on. The song was Unstoppable by Sia, and I'm sure you've heard it before, because it's popular. It's maybe it's your favorite too. But anyway, I just loved it because I just wanted to take a moment to thank this episode's sponsor, Blue Rock Medical. This month is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and Blue Rock Medical is offering your first mammogram-free during the whole month of October. Call them at 801-229-2002 to set up an appointment today. Again, that number is 801-229-2002. It was the perfect timing. My husband Jared is here. I am so excited. He's my favorite. Not that my other guests haven't been great.
1: Yeah, but none of the other ones have been your
0: husband, so... That's true, okay. I'm a little biased. Yeah, we're here to talk about expectations, because I have a lot of those. I'm working through that, but especially in our first year, I feel like our first year of marriage was full of learning moments. Uh, Well, we're still learning anyway, too. (laughs) I remember specifically making dinner for Jared one of the first few times, and Jared said, "Mm, that's not how my mom makes it. And I was really offended by that, because I'm not his mom, I'm his wife. But anyway, he grew up with canned vegetables, and I grew up with frozen, so it was a lot of navigating what we'd been raised with, and what we'd experienced, and how it was different now that we were a newly married couple. Yeah, and...
1: <clears throat>
0: <laughs> what, you've never been on a podcast before? <laughs> Only...
1: Twice. Just kidding, I've never been on one. Hold Uh, on, give me a moment. Yeah. I don't know where I was supposed to pick up, because you said you do this one, and then I was like, okay, and then there's still that one left.
0: Oh, I see, I jumped ahead on the agenda.
1: Sorry. No, you did it, you did it right, you just, well, yeah, you did jump ahead, because you wanted me to do this. I did want to add a little caveat, though, because Jen and I love each other very much, and we always have, but we probably didn't know as well, each other as well as we should have before we got married because yeah we met in 2011 at Utah State and after that it was just sort of yeah we we're friends yeah whatever and we didn't really get serious till like two years after that three years after that even and you don't really get to know anyone super serious for that a little short period of time because from when we were dating to when we were married it was like six months so it's some time people have done it faster, but probably would have been a lot better if we had gotten to know each other a lot better during that time as well.
0: What are you saying? Are you saying you wouldn't have married me?
1: <laughs> no, I'm saying that you would have been through a lot less heartbreak going through mm.
0: the early stages of marriage. Got it, because that was still the time that we were learning and getting to know each other. Right. Let's see. I thought you meant that you were surprised or... I don't know, blindsided by some of my characteristics. I don't know. Okay. Yes, yes, I was. <laughs> That's
1: exactly what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> See, women then have these
1: things in their bodies called expectations. <sighs> and expectations, while themselves aren't bad, they're bad for the guys that, that of the women that they marry. True. But.
0: Yes, I remember being mad at Jared for almost a week and finally telling him what I was mad about and how such and such had hurt my feelings and he didn't even notice so that anger was just punishing me those expectations were punishing me you're the one that experiences those negative feelings when you have expectations jared had no idea he yeah he was just happily living life and here i was just suffering at my anger to be fair i am more oblivious than most (laughs) men are right no (laughs) One of the TV shows we watched recently, well, Jared introduced it to me, he had watched it previously, but it was Brooklyn Nine-Nine and I love it. Uh, We quote it a lot now since I'm caught up on it. But in one episode, two officers are going for a stakeout and they're paired together, they have to stay there the whole weekend. And while they were there, they came up with this no-no list, they called it, of things that the other person couldn't do So, that they could mitigate being on each other's nerves and not getting tired of just being with that other person. And so, they came up with a no no list of what the other couldn't do. And it practically ruined their friendship creating this no no list. So, Jared and I are gonna share our no no list. And you can make one if you want for fun, but then just toss it in the trash. And again, those
1: expectations or those. Those feelings that you may have of resentment that (laughs) stem from the fact that your spouse is doing something that's on your no-no list should not blindside your marriage.
0: Yes, good. My first one was no dishes in one side of the sink. For some reason, I just prefer the dishes to be in one side because then you can wash them in the other side and you can kind of keep that area open for washing hands or washing something out or whatever you need it.
1: However, if I'm going to the sink and I see that one side is completely full and one side's empty, I'm going to put my dish in the empty side because, hey, empty space. (laughs) And I also think that if you have a dishwasher that you don't need to worry about sticking all the dishes in
0: one side of the sink because they're all going to go in the dishwasher anyway. That's true. But we didn't have a dishwasher for the first several years of our marriage. So you might be able to tell that I did let this bother me for a time. But again, Jared had no idea that that was something that bothered me. Not that you always need to communicate those types of things to your spouse, but if it gets to that point, maybe. I don't know. It's it's a balance of not letting things bother you and also communicating with your spouse, do you think? Yeah. I guess it depends on how trivial the thing is too, but I don't know. Trivial is, what's the word? Relative. It's all relative. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: other important thing to know is that i can't read your mind and sure. if you know that there's something that botherings you and i have no idea that it's bothering you then i don't think that i should be held liable or accountable for that
0: <laughs> mr lawyer duck okay my next one was no mouth breathing i remember going on a date with jared before we were married, and we went to see the movie Brave, so I guess that explained the, the timeline a little bit. I remember sitting in the movie and noticing that Jared breathed through his mouth, and I noticed because I could smell his breath, and it wasn't super stinky, Stinky, offensive. Um, didn't bother you. Yeah, it didn't bother me too much, but I, I just, it was something that I was aware of or just noticed that it was there. And... It's funny to say all these no-no list things because they do really seem silly once you talk about them and discuss them. So it's just not letting those little things get to you, I guess. Uh, It's interesting, too, being in the same bed or sleeping next to each other because then that's when I notice the mouth breathing the most. Okay, my next one is no just sitting around. So as you've gathered learning about me through this podcast, I am very proactive, I take initiative, I can't sit still, I always am busy, so it kind of makes me judgmental of others sometimes when they're just sitting around or napping or watching things, when really I should do more of that myself, I should take time to rest and rejuvenate, but there is no time, and so sometimes I just put that all on Jared when he's napping or sitting around Because I think of all the things that he could be doing because that's what I would do if I was in his shoes. But I'm not him and he's not me. And the last one is no leaving the TV on. (laughs) Uh, This happened just today. He left the TV on and I was like, oh, that's another one on my no low list because it's wasting electricity to leave it on. Even though it turns off automatically on a timer later Fifteen minutes. (laughs) But still, I don't know. It just seems like such a waste of electricity.
1: If I'm playing a video game for five hours... Not five (laughs) hours. If I'm playing a video game for uh, an hour, (laughs) then 15 minutes is no small thing. (laughs)
0: Apparently. (laughs) Okay. Now it's my turn to be uncomfortable in this chair, and you can share your no-no list. Yeah, after that huge onslaught of... Beating and... (laughs)
1: Yeah, verbal abuse. (laughs)
0: Man, what do I take you for?
1: Yeah. So, yeah, Jen has some stuff that she does that it does bother me, and I didn't know that she did it uh, before we were married. Some of them is definitely I never would have found out unless we were married. This first one, for example, is that Jen has this habit of taking stuff that I own where I know exactly where it is, and if you ask me where it is, I would tell you exactly where it is. And then Jen will move it somewhere that she thinks is a better place for it.
0: Or I'm cleaning it or (laughs) organizing.
1: Yes, but I know exactly where it is. And when it's not there, it just disrupts everything because I have no idea where Jen put it. Again, I can't read her mind. uh, But she definitely does do that. And she definitely does make it a little bit harder
0: for me to find my stuff. And unfortunately, to make matters worse, I don't have the best memory, so sometimes I don't even remember where I put it. (laughs) Yeah, I'll ask her, hey, Jen, where'd you you put this thing? Uh... I put it in a really good place that I would remember where it was going to be, and I forgot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The next thing is that Jen uh, does have a habit of spending a little bit more than I'm comfortable with. Uh, I don't know if I have an unhealthy mindset regarding money, but I do know that if you are spending more than you're making, it's a little bit of a problem. Jen doesn't ever spend way more than I'm making, but she does make me nervous. (sighs) And so that's another one of my no-nos is that I think that it is a no-no to have willy-nilly
0: spending. (sighs) And Jared once said that his goal is to make more money than his wife can spend, so He's sweating bullets trying to do that for me because <laughs> I'm just spending it all. Uh, I, I think I suffer from therapeutic spending. What's that like? Is that what it's called? Yeah, you can call it that. Therapeutic spending. Retail therapy. That's what it's called. Oh. <gasps> yeah. Therapeutic spending sounds good too. Okay.
1: <laughs> Over the years, one of the things that Jen has uh, changed in her personality, and this is something that I probably couldn't have prepared for even before marriage, is she's becoming more of an extrovert and... That's one of the things that kind of bugs me is that I'm a very introverted person and I thought Jen was a very introverted person so I thought, oh, this will be perfect. We can spend our evenings in watching a movie, playing a game, doing something fun. Uh, but Jen has since changed her outlook and mindset into becoming more of an extroverted person which is very uncomfortable for me because with all these people coming over to our home who I barely know and I, who always want to tell me All the things that they're doing and ask me how I'm doing and ask me what I do for work and ask me how raising the kids is going, then I, 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 there's no substitute for that. I mean, you got to do it, right? (laughs) Well, I
0: didn't think that you had to, but I guess you have to when you have an extroverted wife. (laughs) And not to mention... Also the prep beforehand, the cleanup afterwards, watching the kids while I do prep, while I plan the party. So he's been a trooper and we have talked about that recently lately, how personalities change over time and I'm kind of interested in more things than I used to be and so along with that comes maybe more spending or more opportunities for growth or more learning experiences where you kind of have to navigate that together because your spouse is interested in different things. And so they're becoming a different person just as your marriage is becoming different and evolving.
1: And finally, the last thing that we came up with, and uh, this happened a little bit last week while we were driving around together. And I'm sure a lot of you have your own stories about what bugs you about your spouse's driving or vice versa or whatever you're doing. Um, One of the things that Jen does is while I'm driving and I feel like I'm coming to a pretty good stop, I'm braking very softly, almost like a baby wouldn't be able to feel it. But then Jen feels compelled to brace herself on the dashboard. <laughs> and it just makes me feel like, well, what am I doing wrong? Am I am I not supposed to be braking this softly? Or do you want me to brake even softer? I'm sure the cars behind me will love it if I start braking 500 feet before the intersection.
0: Uh, and this just stems from my personality of being a worrier and how I'm just worried about crashing into the car in front of us for no legitimate reason Jared is a very safe driver a very good driver so again I feel bad that this reflects on his personality when it's more just inward and something I should work on
1: yeah I guess to be fair you have been in more collisions than I have and the one that I have been in wasn't even my fault (laughs) a little
0: bit of PTSD for me yeah And yeah, Jared was talking about how we came up with these. And it's true because I almost had to pull teeth to get Jared to find a flaw in me. No, I do have a lot of flaws, but Jared's so sweet that he never points them out or sees them or talks about them. It's always me having the problems and... I never let them bother me. (laughs) Telling Jared that there are problems. So I don't know. I guess that's kind of maybe a woman thing. I don't know. Maybe it's just a me thing and I'm just the nitpicky spouse. I don't know. Okay, so we came up with some takeaways for not having expectations in your marriage or kind of reconciling those expectations. So first is don't worry about things that won't matter in a week. If it's trivial, let it go. If it isn't, fall back to why you married your spouse. Take the bad with the good and let the good outweigh it. Uh, When we were talking about our no-no list, I was reminded of a story that I'll share really quick. It was A similar thing, a husband and a wife were talking about what bothered them about each other and the husband couldn't find anything about the wife and the wife had found that she hated the way her husband ate grapefruit. And so she says, I had found fault with him over such trivial things while he hadn't even noticed any of my peculiar and no doubt annoying ways. I wish I could say that this experience completely cured me of fault finding. It didn't, but it made me aware early in my marriage that husbands and wives need to keep in perspective and usually ignore the small differences in their habits and personalities. Whenever I hear of married couples being incompatible, I always wonder if they are suffering from what I now call the grapefruit syndrome. So again, goes right back to what I was talking about. Often these are trivial and... Jared is a little bit more mature than me in the fact that most of the things I do doesn't bother him. And so I need to let more things go or kind of just be more aware of where I'm putting my judgment or spending my energy. If it's trivial, let it go.
1: Another story that I grew up hearing is you had the wife who made breakfast for her husband every day for many, many years. And every day she would prepare toast and eggs. And For several years, this went on, and then one day they were in a hotel and he got something different. He got sausages, he got pancakes, he got uh, a bunch of different stuff. And when he brought his food back to the table, the wife said, Why didn't you get toast and eggs? You love toast and eggs. And he says, I don't like toast and eggs. What are you talking about? (laughs) And that was just one of those things that he never spoke up about it because he thought that allowing her to make that breakfast for him every morning would make her happy. So he just went with it. Whereas she had no idea that he didn't like the breakfast that she was making. So that's kind of going along those same lines too.
0: Nice addition. I like it. You, you just whipped that out of there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Number two is be open. Talk about things. Of course, you've heard communicate, communicate, communicate. Don't be afraid to be yourself, but then also be open to changes. So this is what I brought up earlier that your spouse may decide to change their career. Their personality will no doubt change over time. They'll have different interests in different seasons of life. So just avoid hiding. Don't hide those things from your spouse. Obviously, I'm very open with my spending, but it's better to have it out in the open than to hide it or not bring it up.
1: I can see the bank account too, and she knows that.
0: (laughs) Yes, very important. Okay, and then the last one is mitigate expectations. With this one, we talked about how it's important to determine non-negotiables, things like loyalty or respect, money, for example, like we were talking about. Determine what those are, and those are the things you can have expectations around. You want and expect your spouse to be loyal. Hopefully you made promises to each other when you got married or when you joined that relationship, you have a certain expectation of how they're going to treat you.
1: Yeah. But a non-negotiable isn't something like, Oh yeah, I put all my dishes in this side of the sink versus this side.
0: No. Or I don't brace myself when I, when my husband slams on the brakes. (laughs) I don't know. Don't put the key to your happiness in their pocket. You're allowed to have expectations, just don't make them conditional to your happiness. Like we were talking about with the anger, it's going to punish you. So whatever you decide to expect or choose to continue to expect, just know that you're responsible for those thoughts and feelings because you're the one that created those expectations. Okay. Thanks for being here, Jared. You're welcome. (laughs) I bill at an hourly rate. (laughs) Stop. Uh. And I was telling Jared, too, before, I just wish we could capture the essence of our relationship and who we are. Sometimes it feels like a secret that Jared is so funny because I'm the one who knows it and other people catch glimpses of it. Again, he's an introvert, but I'm the one that gets to know how funny he is. So I'm just that lucky.
1: During group gatherings, I usually have to tell the jokes to Jen that I think of so that she can repeat them to the crowd, but louder so that everyone can laugh.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. It's funny. Okay, well, hopefully you got a little taste of what it's like being married to Jared. (laughs) And just to recap, remember that expectations only punish you. You're experiencing the negative feelings when you create those expectations and they're not met or you're waiting on your spouse to be someone or do something. It's going to punish you. Feel free to make a no-no list, but then throw it in the trash. Focus on the good instead of dwelling on the bad or the little or mundane. And that leads us right into the takeaways that we discussed. Number one was don't worry about things that won't matter in a week. If it's trivial, let it go. Remember the reasons you married your spouse and focus on that. Avoid the trap of the grapefruit syndrome. Ignore the small differences in your spouse's personality. Again, just focus on the big picture. Number two, be open. Talk about things. Don't be afraid to be yourself. Communicate. Be open to changes that your spouse may have over time. They will change just as your marriage will change. Don't let your marriage grow stale. And number three, mitigate expectations. Determine what's a non-negotiable in your relationship. And don't put the key to your happiness in their pocket. Thank you for joining both of us on the podcast this week, and I will talk to you again really soon. I'm nervous.
1: Why? Because I'm here?
0: Well, no, I just want it to be good. So
1: you think it's not going to be good because I'm here? No. Well, it makes two of us if
0: you think that. (sighs) You've just never watched me do this before, so it's just kind of awkward to have you here, I guess. (laughs) Anyway... (laughs) We're just gonna act like this is the first time that we've shared them with each other. So then we'll just like say that commentary on the other side.
1: You can tell them that this is something we've prepared in
0: advance. Well no. I'm gonna edit all this out. I know. Okay. But you can you can tell them that <laughs> Why? It's just more fun if like you've never heard it and like sharing my no no list with you. Oh. Well I have heard your no no list. Yeah, I know, but it's it's just more fun. <laughs> I guess being a podcaster is kinda like being an actress.
1: Well, you can always tell them that this is our no-no list that we've already thrown, we've discussed, and we've already thrown it out. But this is just some of the things that are not uh,
0: bothering us anymore. No, I don't know. I guess.
1: Well, they don't bother us, yeah. But there's if it if we really focused on it, we could let it bother us. That's true. Another. St- oh, what was that because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Gesundheit. laughs>
0: Was there anything else? No, it's,
1: that's everything. Sure. Okay. In the name of... <laughs>